the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, April the 3rd, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On April 3rd, 1973, the first handheld portable telephone was demonstrated uh, for reporters on a New York City street corner. I remember the first handheld phone that I saw. It wasn't. It was around those times, I guess. Uh, it was a big, kind of a brick-looking thing. It was gray, and uh, I ended up actually getting one after the price came down a little bit. They were really expensive, and um, I remember getting it. Was heavy. It was clumsy, but it was pretty, you know, amazing at that time. Think how far we've come now with computers <laughs> as telephones, really. But the first one was demonstrated publicly today in 1973. Today in 1882, outlaw Jesse James was shot to death in St. Joseph, Missouri by Robert Ford. Robert Ford was a member of James' gang. Today in 1942, during World War II, Japanese forces began their final assault on Bataan against American and Filipino troops. They surrendered six days later. The capitulation was followed by the notorious, much has been written about it, the Bataan Death March. It was barbaric, to say the least, how those Filipino and American troops were taken to task. They were beaten. They were even weren't given water to drink. It was awful. Today, in 1944, the U.S. Supreme Court in Smith v. Allwright struck down a Democrat party of Texas rule. What did the Democrats want to rule? Well, they wanted to only allow white voters to participate in Democratic primaries. You can think about that when you hear the uh, the Democrats saying that they want they want everyone to have equality and equity and so on. Uh, not so. Not so. The Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Proverbs 6.22.23 says, When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. The psalmist would write in 119, verse 11, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. And then, as most of us know, Jesus said, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I want to talk to you a little bit today about truth, Some of the biggest names in technology are calling for a temporary pause on artificial intelligence. I've talked about that on this program. It is a big deal. It cannot be overstated the 
impact that it is already starting to have on America. But the biggest and the worst is yet to come as far as this whole um, universe of artificial intelligence. Briefly, artificial intelligence has to do with computer, computerized um, memory, computerized information, drawing from billions of tidbits of information about all kinds of different things. It's, it, it is difficult to describe except to say that it's like a human brain in, in the sense of how it functions. It's an echo, it's a shadow of that. It, it isn't the human brain, but that's kind of what they're working toward. And all of this information being stored up on these, on these platforms, these programs. And we are now at a point where you can talk to a computer. And I talked about this on the program a couple of weeks ago on this program. Well, there's a, another turn in the events. And w- we should just be aware of it because we are, we are approaching a time. We're on the threshold of a time in this country when it's going to be very difficult to figure out what is the truth and to discern what is the truth and what is not the truth. We live in a very confusing world now, but it's about to get much worse because of AI. AI, artificial intelligence, is at the threshold of taking over from human reasoning. The Bible says, come now, let us reason together. That is about to be put aside by the tech industry in this race, and and they are focused on this now. This is the primary focus in the tech industry. And the guys that lead it, names you know, are saying, wait a minute, Elon Musk, Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak, Bill Gates, Seattle's favorite son, (laughs) by some accounts, not by most. All of these guys... Several other big names in computer science and tech wrote an open letter last week requesting a pause on their out-of-control AI race. If the tech industry is concerned about itself and what damage it can do to our culture, irreversible, they're calling it damage, we too should have some concern and we should take heed. That's why I want to talk to you a little bit about that this morning. Before we get to that, I want—I I have to touch on this. The President of the United States made one of his longest and strongest proclamations since he's been in office over the weekend. He began his statement, Transgender Day of Visibility, that was celebrated over the weekend, celebrates the joy, the strength, and absolute courage of some of the bravest people I know, people who have been often uh, have had to put their jobs, their relationships, and their lives on the line just to be their true selves. Today we show millions of transgender and non-binary Americans that we see them. They belong. They should be treated with dignity and respect. Their courage has given even countless others strength. But no one should have to be brave just to be themselves. Every American deserves that freedom. Then Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, said this, quote, Transgender Americans shape our nation's soul. 
Really? That is one of the most profoundly stupid things I've ever seen a president say in the history of the nation. And I've read as much as I could. I've read a lot about our history. Transgender Americans shape our nation's soul? Apparently he believes that. I know someone else wrote that for him, for sure. He didn't write it, but he said it. And he said it under the authority of being President of the United States. After making that profoundly ignorant statement, he went on to talk about proudly serving in the military and how the transgender community is is curing, um, these are his words, curing deadly diseases, holding elected office, running thriving businesses, fighting for justice, raising families and much more. And kids, they deserve what every child deserves, a chance to learn to be in a safe and supportive schools. Schools aren't safe nor supportive on many fronts. But if you put aside the, the, the massacres, the schools still aren't safe because the children are being mentally and intellectually assaulted with all of this nonsense, this insanity of believing that somehow there's multiple 40, 50, 60, however many genders. And the President of the United States is the banner carrier for this whole movement. It is destructive at, it, at, at every level. Level, He said, my, my administration has fought to end these injustices from day one, working to ensure that transgender people and the entire LGBTQIA plus community can live openly and safely. Well, everybody should be able to live op- openly and safely, but they should not have the right to shape the soul of this nation in his mind. That's how deeply committed these people are to the transgender movement. Last night on Country Music Awards, of all things, Marjorie and I watched about, I don't know, maybe five or ten minutes of it. I kind of like country music, and I've known some of the guys that were pretty very well-known in country music in the past, especially when we were in the church in North Hollywood. But, man, that girl that was the, I can't remember her name now, but the girl that was kind of the the MC last night, she was up there doing a song with a bunch of drag queens. This is country western music, man. I mean, wh- how did they get to this point? And they weren't in Nashville. They had their their big deal in, in uh, Austin, Texas last night, which when I heard it was in Texas, I thought, well, that's a good thing. <laughs> that may help them to see the light. But oh, no. No, no, no. Yeah, they had these drag queens up there doing music. That isn't the country music I know. And it's probably not the country music that a lot of other people in the country know. But the president went on and on and on over the weekend. He said, there's much more to do. I continue to call on the Congress to finally pass the Equality Act and extend long overdue civil rights protections to all LGBTQIA plus Americans to ensure that they can live with safety and dignity. Together, we also have to keep challenging the hundreds of hateful state laws that have been introduced across the country. What are these hateful state laws he's talking about? These are state laws that are trying to stop these people from mutilating little kids' bodies who get confused because they're being indoctrinated in public school classrooms. And they think a little boy thinks he's a girl, so honestly, 
There are surgeries now happening where the little kid's penis is cut off. Oh, I'm a girl now. And then suddenly he goes, man, I don't think I'm a girl. What am I going to do? Well, there's nothing really that you can do now. That's what's going on. I mean, those are plain words, but that's what's going on. That's why this this moment is worth fighting for in America. We cannot walk down this road without total self-destruction. Every culture that has taken this particular path has ended up in the dustbin of history. Every single one. You cannot live like this without having some kind of a Sodom and Gomorrah moment. You just can't do it. It isn't because I don't want it. I'm nobody. It's because God won't allow it. And here we are today. The President of the United States, this is, I don't know if it's actually the longest proclamation he's made, but it's the longest one I've seen in his presidency. He goes on and on and on. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. He said, today as we celebrate transgender people, we also celebrate every American's fundamental right to be themselves. Well, not really. Nobody's celebrating Christians to be themselves. They're trying to cut us down on every corner. We can't say God in a public library or whatever, but they can sure bring in the drag queens and do the story hour. Kirk Cameron had to work and finally threaten a lawsuit just to get his books into the public libraries. And they weren't even that religious. He carefully, he's very committed to the Lord, but he very carefully wrote those books so that they could be fit into society, so that they could be an alternative voice to all of this nonsense with these men, these perverts running around with wigs and makeup and fawning over little children. That's what's going on. And anybody with any half lick of sense knows that that's exactly what's going on. And yet the president of the United States is making a declaration that everybody has a right to do that if they want to and influence our children in ways they should not be influenced. The thing that really bothers me is, and I know it's at the end of every proclamation that any president makes, but at the end of it all, he says, in witness, wherefore I have hereunto set my hand this 30th day of March in the year of our Lord. Wake up, Mr. President. It is the year of our Lord. Every day is the time of our Lord. And he's watching us. And God will not allow this to go on forever. There's much more, but that's enough. We need to be aware of these things. We live in a world that is about to start transforming what truth is. And it's going to do it in ways that we have never seen in the history of the human race. And that's why these guys, they haven't been converted to either conservatism or Christianity, as far as I know. But these guys in the tech industry, the names we all know, signed this letter. CBS was reporting, 
CBS said over the weekend some of the biggest names in tech are calling for artificial intelligence labs to stop the training of the most powerful AI systems for at least six months. They said profound risk to society and humanity exist. This can get bigger than us and we won't be able to control it, is the message. Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Steve Wozniak, others... There's a bunch of them on that list. Some of the most, many of the names I knew, some of them I had never heard before, but they're all influencers in the tech industry. CBS continued, they said the letter, which was also signed by CEO OpenAI, said the pause should apply to AI systems. This is artificial intelligence, meaning it's not human created, it's machine created based on all of the input into the machine, the computer. AI tools are, we need to be sure, they said, that they are safe beyond a reasonable doubt, and they are not. Advanced AI could represent a profound change in the history of life on Earth. It should be planned for and managed with commensurate care and resources, this letter says. The letter is written by and signed by the leaders in the tech industry. Unfortunately, this level of planning and management is not happening, even though recent months have seen AI labs locked in an out-of-control race to develop and deploy even more powerful digital minds that no one, not even their creators, can understand, predict, or reliably control. Doesn't that reflect a culture that is out of control on so many fronts? It does. If a pause... They say, I'm quoting them, if a pause is not put in place soon, this letter says that governments should step in and create a moratorium. It's that serious by the guys who are creating it. All of a sudden, they've had a wake-up moment and said, oh my, what have we done? It's a Frankenstein moment where they've created something that might destroy them as well as the rest of us in the culture. The letter hints at a broader discomfort inside and outside the industry. Some governing agencies in China and the European Union and Singapore have previously introduced early versions of this AI governance frameworks. In other words, they've created a a robotic response, computer response, to the affairs of government. In other words, rather than having a, a press, maybe, maybe that would be a blessing, I don't know. But instead of having a president sitting behind the resolute desk, say in America, in the U.S., they would have a computer with all of the input, billions of bytes of information, making the decisions. So there wouldn't be human error. And they would make the decisions and they would print them out or they would speak them. They now, it's getting voice active. They would speak them to the governing culture and the decisions would be made based on these billions of bits of information that have been put into the into the computer. Does this mean AI is capable of replacing elected politicians and making policy and governing the people that elected them? The quick answer is yes, according to the people that are creating this thing. The letter asks contemporary AI systems are now becoming human competitive, a general task, and we must ask ourselves, this letter says, should we let machines flood our information channels with propaganda and untruth? Who decides now, uh, end of quote, this is me, who decides now 
What is propaganda and what is untruth? The letter continues, should we automate away all the jobs, including the fulfilling ones? Should we develop non-human minds that might actually or eventually outnumber, outsmart, obsolete, and replace us? Should we risk the loss of control of our civilization? These are the Bill Gates. These are not conservatives. These are the Bill Gates and the Wozniaks and these guys. They're far left, crazy far left. And they're concerned. The New York Times said the swift advance of artificial intelligence, this is all over the weekend, in politics is already blurring the boundaries between fact and fake. The Times says the Democrat Party has begun testing the use of artificial intelligence to write first drafts of some fundraising messages, appeals that often perform better, fundraising appeals, perform better than those written entirely by human beings. To those of you on our mailing list, I know you get a letter from us each month from me. I just want to tell you that some computer didn't write that letter. And you're saying, boy, I wish they would have because your your letter isn't very good. No, I'm kidding. But no, I mean, it's that kind of thing. I mean, they have the, they're, they're writing these letters from these millions of bits of information and nuance and everything. And they're getting better response from an artificial intelligence created fundraising letter than they are from those written by actual people. And all of a sudden, it's concerning a lot of people because they know more than the average person about what is going on because they're the creators of it. They noted that fake AI images of Donald Trump getting arrested in New York spread faster than they could be fact-checked last week. I saw those pictures. I, in fact, I, look, I, I was looking at a lot of news, as I do in preparation for this program, and I saw those pictures of Donald Trump. The police had were handling him, you know, brutally handling him and putting handcuffs on him, and, and it was by a car, and it looked like it was in New York City somewhere. And uh, I, I thought, did I miss something? And I, I, went, I, I was passing through a lot of information. I stopped, I went back, and I looked at that, and I thought, man, this didn't happen. And I mean, it, it gave me pause, and I, I just consumed so much news for this program that I, I thought I would know this if it happened. I mean, everybody would know this. Uh, it didn't happen, but it was put out there as a, as a hoax, but it looked real, and it was compelling. That's what they're talking about, this kind of thing. Voice cloning tools, they say, are producing vividly lifelike audio of President Biden. All of his um, cognitive impairments and so on have been completely duplicated now by computer. They can make President Biden say anything they want him to say. And it is compelling, even would be in a courtroom, if played back. It's exact. It is his voice, except it isn't. It's a shadow of his voice. What will they do with Donald Trump? As he is arraigned, apparently tomorrow, we'll be talking a little bit more about that tomorrow, but as he's arraigned, I mean, will they, you've heard the phrase, don't put words in my mouth? They don't have to put words in your mouth anymore. You're expendable. They can create you in a shadow, technically. And it's you, it's your voice. If it were played in a court, how will they decide? 
It's going to change everything. And this isn't an idea that somebody wrote in a novel like Orwell did, 1984. I mean, this is happening, and the guys that are making it happen are, are all of a sudden saying, we need to pause. This is about to get out of our control, and we know how damaging and how destructive this thing can be because we created it. Technology is evolving so fast that most predict a profound impact, but they're uncertain as to what that impact is going to be. Concerns about ethics, layoffs at Microsoft. Microsoft said the other day they're laying off 10,000 employees, and that is not a lot. I mean, it's, it's I think, 5% or something of their worldwide, you know, employment numbers. But the, the point that was made about that was that a lot of the employees that they're laying off have to do with in ethics and analyzing ethics for the company and the products they're building. And um, Microsoft, in, through their Bing uh, development, has been uh, really one of the leaders in this. Bill Gates is all over it. He thinks it's a great thing. But now he's, he, he's saying we need to pause. But this outlet platformer, which focuses on Silicon Valley's role in the country and how things work, even they are expressing some concerns about, it says, entire ethics and social team within the artificial intelligence organization will become redundant. And and uh, companies will now start to say, well, we don't need this ethics team because we have now we have artificial intelligence to guide our way, kind of to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our way. Oh, they're not using those words, but that's what they're saying. We don't need ethics patrol now in these companies. Emily Bender, she's a scholar at this computational in computational linguistics and ethics. She was talking about the University of Washington on Friday. She says that that what struck her most about the platformer report is the claim that executives at Microsoft described the urgency to move AI models into the hands of customers while they're at the same time, they're trying to rush it to market. At the same time, they're they're saying we we need to pause. So it's very duplicitous. And some of these people that are wanting to pause are afraid of what's about to happen, but they're still rushing this, these new, newest versions of these machines into the marketplace. Very, very convoluted time in which to live. Could there be a new assault on Christianity? How long will it be before artificial intelligence intersects with Christianity and God's truth? 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 and 4 says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. We've always read that, and I have for sure. I've preached sermons on it as a pastor. Themselves teachers, I mean, that would be a false prophet. But now we have this other issue. It could be a false, a false machine with false information that would be made to sound real. That's where we are today. Beware of false prophets, Jesus said, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Be informed. 
That's what this program is about. I want to thank all of you who support it. We need your support every month. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.